And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, man, I gotta kick myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl's my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. Hello. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the quintessential Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's a horror episode of Dark Fantasy, going back to 1942. But first, it's Name That Tune. Lisa Wolf Cullen will play short clips from popular Tom Petty songs. And a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Howard and I will try to name that tune. Right, Lisa? Right. And we've got Howard on the phone right now from Niagara, Wisconsin. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. Awesome. I've never heard of Niagara. Where is that? Niagara Falls. It is right on the border with the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. All right. Well. Is it anywhere near Niagara Falls? No. Uh it's named after Niagara there Falls. There you go. That makes sense. Does that count, what I just said? Yes, then? it counts. Okay. It counts. It for sure counts. Because <laughs> I took my Prevagen, so yeah, it should that mean That should do something. it for you. Yeah. Howard, we're so glad that you got through. You were caller number eight. Are you a Tom Petty fan? I am, and I'm a huge 80s music person. Oh, so. there we gotcha, go. Right you guy. and me both. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you made it through. We're going to make this challenging for Carl, as usual. Howard, go easy on me. I've had a bad night. I haven't gotten, like, any right. He really so has had a lot I'm of trouble. I'm feeling really badly about myself. So <laughs> try to well, be kind. Let's beat him up well, a little more. I, be kind, rewind. I've been listening to you. Yes. Since like 1990. I've been wow. listening to you for over 30 years. Oh my gosh, Howard. Thank you. Seriously. Thank you so much. Wow. I was what? I was up probably four then, yeah. I guess, when I. <laughs> I wasn't even listening. born like yet. That. So yeah. I came in a bit well, later. So nice to meet you, Howard. Thank yes. you. Is this your, your first time calling in? No, okay. I played uh, this about a year or two ago okay. for the first time. Well, call in more often. <laughs> <laughs> but let's see how you guys do first, right? All right yeah. <laughs> so okay. these are all Tom Petty songs. What are we doing? Shouting it out? You're, I'm, I'm going to get to it. Really? Jumping the gun here. Well, hurry so up. I'm going to play a clip hurry, from a Tom hurry. Petty song, and as soon as you know it, shout it out. Here is the first song. Okay. Free falling. Free falling. Oh, he beat me. It's free falling. Oh, That's it. Oh, got one. So this is the opening track from his debut solo album called Full Moon Fever, 1989. And Tom Petty himself wrote this song. Yeah, I love Tom Petty. You mentioned that. It's crazy about it. It happens to be a great song. Horses and a boyfriend boyfriend too. We have fun here. In my defense, that was from, oh, I guess that was 89. I thought it was 90. Wow. Cedar. 
All right, let's. Uh, we got one. All right. Well, you got one, but all he right. got that too. You got he, one. All right. Here mm-hmm. we go. Here's the next clip. Don't come around here no more. Yes. Yes, Adam. you've got it. Don't come around here no more. Written by Tom Petty and, and David Stewart of Eurythmics. Hey, Lisa. Don't come around here anymore. Okay, I'm out. <laughs> the show is over. It was released in 1985 on his album Southern Accent. Ah. ah. Don't come around here no more. All right. All right. Tied up game there here. There you go. Ooh, a good game going on. All here. right. Next song from 1980. Um, Runaway. Refugee. Refugee is the right title. I had the R right. Yeah, that doesn't count. All right, here's for Howard. um, This is from the album uh, Damn the Torpedoes. It peaked at number 15 on the Billboard. Damn the Torpedoes. Good job, Howard. He knows what he's talking about there. Way to go, Howard. I you started know, out. You started out strong. That's what you usually do. <laughs> then I then I pooped out. I pooped out. We don't want to hear that. <laughs> you know, you realize how many great songs Tom Petty oh, has gosh. when you sort of put them all together in one piece of paper. You know, yeah. Howard, when I was on tour with Tom Petty, yeah, back in the day. You know, back in the day, and uh, you know, and I used to. He used to carry my guitar. See, and the, you guys used to go on the tour yeah. bus together. He'd carry my guitar. They were best buds. Like, Mr. Amari, uh, the bus is here. Yeah. Yeah. Was that before or after the Springsteen tour? Uh, I did the Springsteen tour first. Got it. Yeah. yeah good. Okay. Got you all prepared for Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. Here's the next song, 1976. Um, American Girl. American Girl. Oh, you got it. Howard. Howard is awesome. I'm so glad you called in. This is written by Tom Petty and recorded by Tom Petty for their album in 1976, their self-titled debut album. Howard is on fire. Got the right guy Man. calling in. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think. Was this song in... Uh, I think this song might have been in um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Think. Could Maybe. be wrong. Could be wrong. We'll check it out during the break. That was a good soundtrack. Yeah. Yes, it was. I it was, was wrong film. one time in 1977. Yeah. But and basically the whole first hour when you yeah when I got yeah, them all wrong when you got them all wrong yeah but that doesn't count. All right, here's you the next. You had to bring that up, right? No, next song, 1981. Listen, who is that? You recognize that voice? That's from uh, Fleetwood Mac. No, dragging my heart around. That's it. That's Stevie Nicks and Tom Petty. Howard. That's exactly yeah. right. Stop dragging my heart around. Release on Nick's debut what album. Happened? I was like, I started out strong. You knew one song, Carl. Oh. You got to get one to get any to get to two. You need one, and then you get two. That works. But I haven't. But I haven't got <laughs> It's not two working yet. out for you. No. You have one more chance to redeem yourself. Because but I can't win. Howard I can't. is taking. It doesn't matter. But it's I bragging can't rights. Win. That's okay. But maybe you could redeem yourself just a my, touch. I'm taking my 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 uh, ball and going home. And my uh, and my and, yeah. Okay, and your sandbox. <laughs> right. Okay, last song. Come on, Howard. Here we go. 1979. 
Don't do me like that. That's, oh, it was fast. That was so fast. I didn't have a chance. That was so fast. I didn't have a chance. Don't do me like that. Reach number 10 on the Billboard chart. Another fantastic tune wow. by Tom Petty. Howard, I can't say I enough. I love that song. Oh. I do, too. I mean, I pick the best ones, obviously. But, Don't do um, me like that. Howard, you are one fantastic wow. player, really. Howard. You, you deserve extra. Just extra. I'm very impressed, Howard. Very impressed. Just extra. Just give him the best stuff. I'm a huge 80s guy, and I like Patty a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You're great. And uh, hey, you know what? I'm going to send you a four-CD set, Twilight Zone radio dramas, okay, And it will be packed with love. I love it. Thank you. All right. You have a great night, Howard. (laughs) Good night. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Take care, buddy. When we come back, it's Dark Fantasy. We've never aired one of these. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. If our radio show were a magazine, it would be good old days. So if you love this show, you should be subscribing to Good Old Days magazine. And in fact, I have the March-April issue. It just came out, Lisa. And uh, look at that photo on the cover. It's a guy with like his wife and his two kids getting out of like a 55 Chevy Chevy or something. (laughs) (laughs) And um, it's just great. This magazine, I can't wait, you know, open up my mailbox and there's the latest good old days. It comes out six times a year, big full color magazine, all about the good old days, right. uh, you Which know, is appropriately what we talk about yeah. here on Hollywood 360. Yeah, published six times a year. It is uh, full of uh, nostalgia stories, vintage photos, home cooking recipes, which would be good for you to it learn a, learn a few. Original illustrations, quizzes, vintage advertisements, much more. Log on to Hollywood360radio.com. Scroll down to the good old days banner. Click to a special page that is set up for you, our listeners, and you can get a two-year subscription, 12 issues. Are you ready for this, Lisa? 12 issues. Normally, that would be $71.88. You only pay $18. $18, you get 12 issues over two years. That's a 75% savings, plus you'll get a free gift, too. So um, they really have um, gone all out. They want our listeners to try this magazine. You'll love it. I write an article every issue about the golden age of radio. My uh, my column is called Good Old Days on the Radio. And then there's a special website you can log on to to hear that show. Like, for instance, in this particular issue, I wrote about This Is Your FBI. And then you go to the website and you can hear This Is Your FBI radio program. So lots of great things. And it's a tremendous magazine. There's There's the word again. Word tremendous. Just go to Hollywood360radio.com, scroll down to the Good Old Days banner, and save 75%. We'd love you to sign up. All right, Dark Fantasy. This is a uh, a really scary radio show. It's the only time we've ever aired one. We're going to air it right now. Aired in 1941 and 42. And it was all broadcast out of Oklahoma City. So all the actors are local actors. There's no one you would really know. The star of this show is called Ben Morris. These were like supernatural terror stories. This is called Resolution 1841. Here's part one now of Dark Fantasy.
dark fantasy. Resolution, 1841. My name is Laura Cabot. It is January 2nd, 1942. The second day of a new year. As I speak these words, even I myself can't believe that what has happened is true. It began only a few short hours ago, less than 48 to be exact. And yet, it has changed everything for me, even life itself. I must tell someone and so, I'm telling you. It all began night before last, New Year's Eve. A number of us had braved the deep snow and cold north wind to go out to the old Cabot place, north of Quincy, to see the new year in. There were four of us, Ed and Helen Richards, who had just been married a year, and a business friend of Ed's named Duke Toback. We had to leave Ed's car down at the road and walk up the narrow, unused lane leading to the big brick house. Oh, talk about 1941 leaving with a vengeance. Oh, it's cold, isn't it? Oh. Snow's drifting deeper. Oh. oh, Helen, to the right, dear. The house is over there. All right, Laura. I, I didn't know we'd have to walk. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll be good for us. I wonder what your friend must think of us. Out like this on New Year's Eve. Uh, Duke? <laughs> oh, Duke's a good sport. Besides, dear, haven't we made a practice of spending New Year's Eve in the old Cabot place for the last three years? <laughs> yes, Ed, we have. Besides, Duke wouldn't want to spoil the fun. Anyway, I think that he makes a fine partner for Laura, don't you? Yes. He's very handsome. And wealthy. Helen... You think she likes him? Well, the way she's hanging on to him and laughing, I wouldn't exactly say she hates him. <laughs> oh, Mr. Toback, you certainly must think that we're idiots. I wish you'd call me Duke. I've been calling you Laura all evening. Well, I, I guess it's because I'm so fascinated by your last name that I use it. Uh, tell me, how do you spell it? Just like it sounds. T-O-B-A-C. Duke. Yes, Laura? Spell your last name backwards. Hmm? Toback. Spelled backwards is Cabot. My name. I say you're right. Well, that's the most unusual thing I've ever heard of. Well, I'm an unusual person. Are you? Don't you think so, Laura? I really haven't had time to decide yet. But I'm awfully glad you came along with Helen and Ed tonight. We do this every year, you know. Yes, so Richard's told me. Oh, this old house has been in my family for more than a century. It was just three years ago that I discovered it belonged to me. That's so? Mm-hmm. Oh, there were back taxes galore on the place. But I paid them up. And every New Year since then, the Richards and I have spent New Year's Eve A here. charming custom. You know, I rather think I'm going to enjoy being let in on it. I hope so, Duke. 
Really, I do. I want this to be the best New Year's Eve we've ever enjoyed. Helen? Helen, you and Ed, wait up. Or you'll have to stand at the door till we catch up with you. All right. Duke. What's wrong? Nora, wait. What is it? Is... Is that the house? Why... Why, yes. Why? But... I don't know. It seems so familiar looking. I've seen it before. Someplace. Well, if you've seen it, it's been right here. Come on, Laura. Unlock the door. Oh, all right. Here's the key. Here, I'll open it. There. In you go, Laura. Oh, for heaven's sake, Ed, come in and close that door. Yeah. Hurry, dear. Snow's blowing into the place. Here, old man, let me give you a hand with that door. Uh, uh, thanks. Ooh, there. Ooh, quite a wintry blast. Here, stomp off the rug on this rag, uh, the snow on this rag rug. That's what it's for. Good enough. Oh, boy. Oh, it's nice and warm in here. Yes, I'm surprised. You been out here earlier today? No. Oh, Mr. Johnson owns the farm across the way. He always comes over on the last day of December and builds a fire for us. You see, he expects us. The place seems so strange tonight. Strange? What? What do you mean, Laura? I don't know. Does it really feel warm to you folks? Well, it certainly does. Of course it does, dear. <laughs> it's fine. Boy, it sure makes it handy to come here and have the place all heated for us. <laughs> yes, but it doesn't seem the same in here as it always has before. Well, personally, I think it's very homey. Well, so do I. It's a pity no one lives here. It's such a nice place. I've tried to convince Laura she should stay here instead of renting in town. I've had this feeling before. It's so strange. Almost weird. Weird? Why, this place is far from being weird. Oh, of course. Oh, I'm just being silly. Come on, Helen, let's take our coats into the other room and see what condition the kitchen's in. All right. Ed, you'd better throw a log on the fire. How about some refreshments all around, huh? Oh, you just leave that to us, gentlemen. There are plenty of refreshments in the kitchen. Yes, indeed. Laura and I had them sent out yesterday. Smoke, Duke? No, thanks. Yeah. Well, how do you like her? Laura? Mm-hmm. Charming. <laughs> oh, now, Duke, is, is that all you've got to say for her? Well, I, I haven't known her but a few hours. And yet... Yes, Duke? Yet, it seems that I have known her before. Somewhere. Sometime. What, what makes you think that? I, I can't say. Something about her, the way she acts... When she talks, possibly, I... I don't know. Well, have you asked Laura if she'd met you before? Oh, I, I thought that rather a silly thing to say. Besides, that that's what men always say to women when they're trying to make conversation. And, well, Laura's very easy to talk to. She talks so... so comfortably with me. And, well, it's as though she'd known me someplace before, too. Hmm. Yeah, well, I know how you feel, Duke. I felt the same way about folks I'd just been introduced to. Sensations like that are hard to explain. Yeah, they're generally not explained. Look here, Duke. This is your first trip to Quincy, isn't it? Not only my first trip to Quincy, it's my first trip to Massachusetts. Well, now, Laura's lived here all her life. She's been away a summer or two on vacation, though. Possibly you met her then. Yes, that could be the answer. 
But it does seem we've been acquainted before. And the strangest part of it all is, it seems that we were once very close to each other. Very close. Uh, scary stuff here. Yes. Dark fantasy. This is the first time we've aired one of these. There are only 31 episodes in this series. It aired from November 14, 1941 until June 19, 1942. Although it is a short-lived series, I got to tell you, the acting was great. And these were, as I said, local actors. And the stories were really ahead of their time. Very, very interesting writing, great writing. And um, uh, Scott Bishop not only produced, but he wrote all of these. Ben Morris starring. We'll get back to Dark Fantasy on Hollywood 360 in just a minute. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Lisa, with so much political turmoil happening here and abroad, there's never been a more important time to stay informed and empowered. And National Review is the place to turn for thoughtful, conservative opinion when it matters most. National Review covers the breaking news and cultural trends in our country with a simple goal, uncovering and publishing the truth. Where other media institutions are driven by partisanship and captive to their benefactors and advertisers' progressive agendas, National Review has remained an independent voice committed to defending American values and right reason. We love National Review here at Hollywood 360, and we think you will as well. So, if you're someone who's looking for conservative coverage... Lisa's going to tell you how you can check it out for yourself. That's right, Carl. So right now, you can save 60% on any National Review subscription when you go to nationalreview.com slash Hollywood for unlimited access to the best of National Review. That's nationalreview.com slash Hollywood. 60% off, Yep, it's a deal. All right, go to nationalreview.com slash Hollywood and learn how to save 60%. On your subscription to National Review. You won't be sorry, I promise you. All right, we're listening to a uh, a real scary, supernatural episode of Dark Fantasy. I have maybe 20, 25 episodes in my, um, in my library. There was only 31 ever done. And it's interesting because the guy and his co-producer, so it was Scott Bishop and John Prosser, they were having dinner one day, right? 
And they were talking about, well, you know, horror is is really big. You know, Lights Out and Suspense and some of these uh, horror shows. Why don't we, they were in Oklahoma City, and they were like, why don't we produce a horror show from our station and maybe maybe it'll get picked up by a network. So that night, Scott Bishop went home and he wrote a scary story. And he came back to John Pro, uh, John Prosser, who was running. John was sort of like a bigwig at WKY, which is the big 50,000-watt blowtorch out of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. And they're like, what do you think of this script? He's like, wow, this is great. Let's get some actors together. Let's do an audition, and maybe we'll air it on the radio. And that's what they did. And then they had mutual executives listening to it. And the mutual executives were like, hey, let's put it on the whole network. You believe that? That's how it happened. And um, I don't know why it only ran 31 episodes, but that's what happened. And it was uh, and it was well it was well done. As you can hear, the acting is great. It's not like you just got people. I mean, these actors sound as good as the Hollywood actors. All right. We're listening to an episode called Resolution 1841. Here's the conclusion of Dark Fantasy. Oh, Helen, will you juice these oranges for me, please? Mm-hmm. How many? Oh, half a dozen to begin with, I guess. Oh, come on over here on the small table. Oh, all right. Lara? Yes? What do you think of Duke? Oh, I don't know. Give me a little more time. He seems to be attracted to you. Does he? Does he indeed? I caught him three times staring at you like, well, with a sort of fascination. Like he couldn't get used to you. (laughs) Well, perhaps you're right. Maybe he can't get used to me. No, no, I didn't mean that way. I, I mean, well, he stared at you like he was trying to remember something. Yes, I noticed that. And I caught you staring the same way at him. Yes. What is it, Laura? I don't know. You like him all right, don't you? That's just it. I feel that suddenly I like him too much. (laughs) Oh, now, you needn't fall in love with him right off the handle. Oh, no, it isn't that. It's a different kind of a feeling. An affection, but not the kind a woman has for a man... It's different from that. I don't understand what you mean, Laura. I wonder if I understand what I mean myself. It's... It's something that seems to draw me very close to him. Oh, love at first sight. I've always believed in it. No, not that. Something else. Something different. Something greater. He hasn't made love to you already, has he? Helen, will you please stop talking about love? Love has nothing to do with it. (laughs) Laura, you need a lift. Come on, let me fix you one. No, not now. You know, Helen, I'm positive I've never met Duke Toback before. And and yet it seems that I did know him once a long, long time ago. Well, it couldn't be very long ago. You're only 23. No. I mean, farther back than that, even. Hey, wait a minute. His name. It's so strange. Toback. It's so very strange. Hello? 
11.30. No, just 30 more minutes, then it's goodbye, 1941. Mm, I can't wait. I've had enough of the past 365 days. I want a brand new year to start out everything with a clean slate. Now you're talking, Laura. Here's to 1942. Yes, here's to the new year. Well, hey, I'm in on that. <laughs> May all our troubles disappear like bubbles of champagne. Uh, especially as quickly as the bubbles in any champagne that might be left around our place. <laughs> <laughs> Would you pardon me now? I want to go upstairs for a moment. I'll go with you. Oh, no, dear. It's cold up there. And besides, I won't be but a moment. Helen, you've got work to do in the kitchen. Well, I'll be right back. Yes, I'll only be a moment. Make yourselves at home. She seems strange tonight, doesn't she, Ed? Yeah. You know, she, she was bright enough when we left town. Do you know, the minute she stepped into this house tonight, something came over. I think she's quite attractive. Duke, had you ever met her before tonight? I know, at least I, I don't think I have. Well, that's what she said about you. She did? Yes. She acted so strangely, too. She said she, well... That you attracted her in a strange sort of way. Now, that's a pretty compliment. Oh, Ed. <laughs> what I mean, Duke, is... Laura told me she seems to have known you before somewhere. You know, that's odd. Duke just said the same thing about Laura. Not more than 30 minutes ago. Duke, you mean that... Yes. It, it's so strange. I, I'm trying hard to remember. Well, now, I wouldn't worry about it. You know, I've had the same thing happen to me. Just some trick in nature. You meet a person, for a moment you'd swear you'd met him before. But isn't it strange that Laura should have the same feeling about Duke? Yes, I was about to forget the whole affair, but now... Well, I wonder. Well, now, my advice is that you two get together a little more. Talk over the places you've visited, places <laughs> you've been. Now, I'll wager one of my Christmas ties you met at the seashore. <laughs> or at Santa Anita, or maybe on some dude ranch. <laughs> Possibly, Ed. But... It doesn't seem that way. You know, I haven't said this before, but even this old house seems familiar to me. It does? Yes. When I first saw it outside, I stopped dead in my tracks. Something seemed to stop me and... Well, I'd have sworn I'd walked up that same lane out there dozens and dozens of times. Well, that's incredible. This... this room, with its high ceiling and huge fireplace. These pine walls, the heavy oak floors... The decorations. They all seem so vaguely familiar. But why should they? You've never been here before. No, I haven't. <laughs> Don't you two think it's getting chilly in here? <laughs> yes, a little. Oh, there are no more logs. I guess I'd better go fetch a cup. No, Ed, I'll do it. Now, there's no reason for both of you to go out in the cold. Ed, you go. No, isn't that just like a wife? No, Ed, you stay here. <laughs> I know exactly where the logs are. I saw them when I came in. I'll be right back with a couple. Uh, better put a coat on, old man. No, I won't be out long enough. The wood's just around the corner of the house. I didn't see you come back. Oh, he's gone to get some logs for the fire. Insisted on going alone. Laura. What a beautiful dress. Hey, those aren't the clothes you wore out here. Wherever did you find such a quaint outfit, darling? It's a dress my mother used to treasure. It's been in my family for almost a century. Oh, it's beautiful. I thought it would be fun to put it on tonight. I found it upstairs in an old trunk. <laughs> Just wait until Duke sees you in that dress. Maybe that'll help him remember where he knew you before. He... 
He thinks he's known me before. Uh, and, and Helen says you feel that you've met him before, too. Well, yes. I do feel that way, but... Oh, I... I don't know what to think. I'm so upset tonight. Laura, what is wrong tonight? Ed and I have both noticed it. Yeah, what's wrong, Laura? Oh, I didn't want to mention it, but... There. Something is wrong. Well, can we help you? No, I... I couldn't ask you to. Well, you two know how very fond I've grown of this old house and the property. Yeah. He certainly spent a lot of money putting it into shape. I still don't see why you don't live here. Oh, it's the memories, and more than anything. And the fact that my grandmother and her grandmother and hers lived here for so many years. Oh, but Laura, you don't mean you're going to lose the place. I'm afraid so. Oh. You see, it's heavily mortgaged. I'm in debt more than $3,000. I can't meet that debt. Hmm. Well, that's a little more money than we've got right now. <laughs> yes, quite a bit more. <laughs> oh! What's that? Duke! Oh! Oh, Ed, see what's wrong. For heaven's sake, don't just stand there. Hurry! man, your head. What happened? Speak to me, Duke. Are you all right? Here now. I'll take it easy. I'll carry you into the house. Come on, Uncle. Arm around my neck. That's it. Is he all right, do you think? Yeah. That's quite a pile of wood out there. Picked up a piece near the bottom and the lot slid down on him. Just knocked him out, that's all. Oh, he looks so pale. Here, here, loosen his collar. There. You better take your tie. That's it. Oh. Duke? Oh. Duke? Are you all right? Feeling better now, old man? I... What? Is something wrong? You had an accident, Duke. Do you feel all right now? Lauren. Yes, Duke? Lauren. What, you... Call me that, Lauren. Who... Who are these people? Duke, why, you, you'll be all right. Who are these people? What... Why am I lying here? Where is your mother, Lauren? You'll be all right now. Just lie still. Why do you speak like that? Why do you look at me like that, daughter? Daughter? What... What's the trouble here? Suddenly, you're so strange. It's you who are strange. What? You call your father strange? You call me, Jeremiah Cabot, strange? Jeremiah Cabot? Of course, Jeremiah Cabot. Don't tell me I have to remind you who I am. But Jeremiah Cabot was my mother's great-great-grandfather. Duke, for heaven's sakes, what's the matter with you? This... This is so strange, I... I'm afraid I don't know your friends, Lauren, and you, young lady. Oh, you, sir. Oh, now, do cut the kidding. Just a moment, Ed. I, th I think I'm beginning to understand. Oh. Oh. For a moment, child, I thought you were my daughter. Now I... Now I know the truth. You... Yes. That must be it. What, Laura? What on Just earth? Just a moment, Helen. 
Jeremiah Cabot. He built this house. His daughter was named Laurelin. The name has been in the family for a century. Laurelin. She looked so much like you. I still don't get this. Ed, wait. I, I think I can explain. At least partially. There's an old legend in our family that one New Year's Eve, Jeremiah Cabot was asked by his family to join them in making New Year's resolutions. In the spirit of jest, Jeremiah resolved one thing, to return to this earth 100 years from the night he made the resolution. That's it. Yes, of course. The resolution. The, the brick in the fireplace. The brick. What does he mean? I remember now. Here, I'll show you. This brick, this one behind the others. See? It's loose. You can remove it. But what are you trying to tell us? Here. You see? A hiding place behind the brick. This is where the papers are hidden. And the money. Well, will somebody please tell me what's going on around here? Ed. That's real money. Ten thousand dollars. You see? I... It has been hidden here for years. And here, pictures in the original deed to the Cabot property. Well, this is most amazing. And this, this is what I was looking for. Here, Lauren, read this. Go ahead, child, read it. What did it say, Laura? Do you want me to read it? No. Just a moment. It's quite faded. The ink is almost gone. It says, I, Jeremiah Cabot, being in my right and sane mind, do solemnly resolve this night to return to Earth again. Exactly 100 years from now, if it be within the realm of power. Signed, Jeremiah Cabot, December 31st, 1841. like that. Oh, I remember now the logs. Ooh, cold in here. Duke, where are you going? No, no, Ed, you stay here. I know exactly where the logs are. Saw them when we came in. I'll be right back.
Resolution 1841. Tonight's tale of dark fantasy, written by Scott Bishop. Charles Carchon played Duke Toback. Many Joe Curtis was Laura Cabot. Eleanor Naylor Corrin was Helen Richards. And Ben Morris played Ed Richards. Next Friday night at this same time, the National Broadcasting Company will bring you the eighth in this series of stories of the supernatural and the unusual, created for you by Scott Bishop. Listen for the weird and haunting The Curse of the Neanderthal, the story of a grave 40,000 years old, and the awesome secret that it contained. Dark Fantasy originates each Friday night in the studios of WKY, Oklahoma City. Tom Paxton speaking. This is the National Broadcasting Company. There you have it. That is Dark Fantasy. I should have been the announcer on that, mm. you know. Let's say we try it again. Ready? Yeah. Dark Fantasy. <laughs> you start a few octaves lower, <laughs> perchance. Dark Fantasy. Dark fantasy i think you're you may be deeper <laughs> voice than i am <laughs> yep <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, january 2nd 1942 going all the way back to 1942 holy Amazing, moly batman really. if you really think about where these radio shows came from and and how they sound today it's truly remarkable yeah 1942 um ben morris starred in that show um. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll play more of those. I have a. I have maybe twenty something episodes, uh, in the series. All right. Hope you enjoyed that. Time for this month in. Uh, no, is it? Yeah. Yeah. This month in music history. Yep. Yep. We're going. Scared back. me there. You made a weird face when I said that. <laughs> That's just my look. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, this is radio because that would have scared some people away. <laughs> okay. Nineteen eighties. Let's hear it. Blue jeans. This, uh, that is um, David Bowie. David Bowie, Blue Jean, written and recorded by David Bowie for his album Tonight, 1984. Wow, 1984. Mm-hmm. Where were you? Let's see. I was in college. Right. Yeah, I was in college in 84. Um, I'm pretty sure he has, or he's had one blue eye and one brown eye. Mm. Did you know that? You know what? I think I read that as well. Gene Seymour, too. Yes. Yeah. Some people have one brown eye, one blue eye. Some people have all sorts of unusual things. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Variety is the spice of life. It is. All right. Thanks, Lisa. More of how, you know, we didn't mention our uh, amazingly talented producer over here, Mike Estellas. Let's let's uh, hang on a little, just a little, hang on a second. A little applause. Thank you. A little applause for Mike Estella, the man who... Doesn't get enough credit around here. I mean, you know, we're on the air and we're goofing around. He's back. He's making it all happen That's over there true. in that room. So we want a little kudos to Mike Bubblebath Costello in there. Thank you. All right. We'll be right back. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. In our next hour, star-studded episode of uh, Craft Music Hall. Al Jolson welcomes his special guests, George Burns and Gracie Allen. So you got three big stars on Craft Music Hall. We're also going to listen to a radio show that I don't believe we've ever aired before. 
called Calling All Detectives, a quarter-hour program that has one guy, one man, doing all of the voices, and he does a tremendous, there's the word again, tremendous job uh, doing all the voices. So that's in uh, our next hour. See you soon. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.